I wanted I want to read I want to see it because I utterly loved one hour photo and I loved that Robin Williams I love the premise of one hour photo. I've never seen it oh I saw it in theaters mm. now I don't know is this is this us starting the podcast or we just start the podcast I mean, sure. <laughs> um, usually I have like a like a setup intro okay um Mostly me trying to somehow subtly uh, slip in Lisa Loeb lyrics. Really? Yeah. How long have you been doing this? Um, Has this been a while? I'm just not aware of it. About a year now. Really? I've been trying. To, I've been trying. I've utterly failed. <laughs> Wait, have you? Has it been successful at any point? Uh, no. Okay. At so all. you've been attempting to do this. I've been attempting to do this for a long time, <laughs> but it's just, it's never worked out. Huh. Well, now I'm, uh, I mean, I, mean I, I, I could do it right now. <laughs> That's, that is, I mean, I could, I could do it. That is your decision. I say w- you only hear what I want to <laughs> you say. You talk so all the time. (laughs) Just what I what I what I thought what I thought was simple, (laughs) and I thought that I don't belong. You know that I won't be there. But I know I did something wrong because I missed you, Jeff. Yeah, I missed you. (laughs) You say (laughs) you only hear what I want to. I don't listen hard. I don't pay attention to the distance to running to anyone or anywhere. I. Don't understand if you really care. I don't think I'm going to no, 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 bad. Uh, uh, I don't think I'm in this argument. So I'm turning the radio on, turn the radio off. <laughs> notice there's a woman singing my song. What? what? And I noticed, and Did I, you write a song? Because he's out of the wrong state. Was there a song? What? <laughs> Sometimes in the state of the hover when we weep and the dies, the state where we're born. Well, <laughs> if you think I'm thrown, well, I'm thrown. <sighs> Who listens? I thought I loved a reverend, and I'm now not sure. Sorry, the way to keep her is just so scared to lose. Who still listens to the radio? But then you say, <laughs> say. <laughs> oh. I might have messed up that last stanza. Though. <laughs> I you, I think there's enough of the gist that nobody notices. <laughs> oh my goodness! Do you feel better now? Yeah. Feel a lot better. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, since we're starting off the show odd, um, I would also like to <laughs> I would like to I'd like to forewarn anybody who's listening: if you hear singing in the background, um, somewhere in my city. There is some kind of, I'm guessing, concert going on right now. Oh. Um, this is the problem about where I live. Like, this is honestly, this is the only you issue. You live in, like, a weird, like, <laughs> like, it's almost like a Pleasantville situation. It, like, it is. You explained it to me. Like, every day there's something magical there's something, being celebrated. Yeah, and it pretty much is. Like, and right now, because there's, there's, there's a, there's a racetrack that's uh, two blocks away from my apartment. There's also a park that's two and a half blocks away, like a massive park that's two and a half blocks away from my apartment. There's, like, baseball diamonds and football 
football and a swimming like a like a public pool like uh like water park that's like four blocks from my apartment there's two schools like high schools there's like there's 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 didn't you say like <laughs> you live almost on like the main street so where like parades and stuff go yes on? parades yeah. like to happen all the time in my neighborhood and not yeah. inform me of them until i'm attempting to get home and i can't because <laughs> yeah. they're currently blocking the road but right now whatever something is going on it started about probably about 40 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago, I'm sitting in my apartment and all of a sudden I hear somebody singing. Oh, there's, they were singing a Taylor Swift uh, song. To, uh, Lisa they were singing Lisa Loeb. It was weird. I'm like, no it one's weird. Sings that. Singing Lisa Loeb songs. <laughs> Nobody sings that. that song since the 90s. <laughs> and now the cute little cat, <laughs> cat glasses. Everything. She was the first person that I ever knew like that wore those glasses. Like I never saw anybody wear those until yeah, her. That's not true. <laughs> Uh, the woman who used to cut my hair, her daughter, like I saw her a couple of years later, she was running her own restaurant and she actually had like a pair of those glasses. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I feel like it's, I feel like it's, uh, What's it's time capsule. Been out of? <laughs> She's just walked out. It's like that movie. Uh, well, uh, blast from the past with Brendan yeah. Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess or now out of the bombshell. Exactly. Exactly. Or I, I mean, I guess you could technically chalk it up to what is it? The incredible world of Kimmy Schmidt now kind of has that same premise and there's more modern ones but Blast from the Past is the one that I remember as a child (laughs) but no so I just wanted to to give a heads up because somewhere in my city somebody somebody is singing and okay so I'm trying to be very positive about a lot of stuff in late Um, this person's not singing very good Um, she's singing a little off key and whatever the band is I thought it was somebody I honestly as a former music major I would just call those people out (laughs) like you are terrible I'm serious like you're not a professional just (laughs) just stop go home well maybe do back to your scrapbooking whatever you do just stop truthfully it, i actually thought it was somebody in the parking lot outside my building <laughs> listening to the actual song and singing along with it until i'm like no there's no no that's, that's them singing and it's a, and it and then i'm like oh is it like karaoke i'm like no there's an actual band there's a band playing these songs and they're not doing a very good job that's not good no and and that's why it's just like again i'm trying to be very positive right now and i'm not trying to like like because you know what hey i I don't think i could i know i can't i can't get in front of a group of people and sing even if it's people i know so i give them credit for being able to do that much but at the same time it's like you're not very good i'm sorry i'm sorry and And when uh, i do it it's actually for uh, oh yeah oh yeah like i will sing but i will do it i'm purposely sure on, if you, you know. listen to the backlogs i'm pretty sure i sing colors <laughs> of the wind um well it's just like shank going through the uh the the top shelf recap episode going my god she sings all the time i i know like i heard the like i heard the blooper reel that you guys yep. brought up it's like oh my god you guys do anything she Lindsay sings all Lindsay sings all the time and I do horrible voice impressions. <laughs> That's the two things that we do all yeah. the time and I did not consciously realize it until listening and cutting together that episode. Yeah. It was like, "Oh, 
Oh dear lord. Oh I oh 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 dear God. I did it again. Oh, oh I did it again. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> it was oh. just it, oh. it was it was bad. It was just bad. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Oh. Hello. Oh. Hello. <laughs> oh my goodness. So but anyways, um so welcome back, Colin. Welcome back to the podcast. Um how are you? I am um I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's, uh, it's, yes, I'm doing good. I guess good. we'll, we'll go with that. Oh. <laughs> we'll just round that up. How are you doing? We'll just chalk that up to good. We'll just chalk that up to good on my little chalkboard. If you would hear it, you could hear the squeaking of the chalk, but I, eh. <laughs> I'm going to give the usual answer that I give. I'm content. Do not sing Lisa Loeb. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for a second. I thought you were going to sing Lisa Loeb again. No, that's good. That's good. Content. Content, I'm assuming, means good. Just mid-ground. You're not ecstatically happy, but you're also not sadly depressed. Yes. Then um, content. I think I think that's a good way to look at life. Because you can never truly be happy. True. But there's also points where you can never truly be sad. Also very true. I mean, you can. Some people can. can. And I'm not saying, I'm not canceling out those. No, no. Because I have had my lowest and lowest and my highest of high. Yep, been there. This is going to be one of those serious episodes, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> we, um, did, we did one of those like, episodes. Have, you know, I like, you know, I've had some problems in my times, but oh, it's yeah. just like, you look at it, it's like, you know, I like what I have and that's good enough for me. Right. And tr- and truthfully, that's, that is, I think more people need to do that. I know, I know. I have a beer a in my hand <laughs> and I'm recording an episode. I, uh, I should have got a beer. I not be in a better place. I should have got a beer. My beers are way over there. Or I should have got a glass of wine because I'm all fancy now. Well, yeah, I mean, you can drink wine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I feel, oh, this is a great way. People at home. Or if you're listening to this, if you're in the car, probably don't do this. <laughs> don't don't drink. Um, is that what you're is that what you're going for? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> crack open a beer. Pour yourself a glass of wine. Oh, settle I'm so, in. I'm so far away. I mean, you can grab it, Jack. Okay, Colin. You monologue. keep talking. I'm gonna keep you're monologuing. Keep I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go get a bottle, or I'm gonna go get a bottle of wine. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Just take a moment. Crack open your favorite beer. Open a bottle of wine, pour a couple fingers of your favorite whiskey, and just sit in for a nice relaxing hour of just us talking mainly about poop. Just, just, just really think about that for a minute. <laughs> just, just, just poop. <laughs> I uh, I look forward to going back and listening to that ten seconds that I was missing from the episode to see what you actually um, said. <laughs> well, I mean, you came in at the tail end, of it, and that was probably appropriate. Okay, good. Oh, mostly. Oh wow. <laughs> By the way, it's real crystal. It sounds real. <laughs> I'm a, I'm also going to be doing the foley right now on this, so you can hear all this. Listen, listen, listen. There you go, guys. There's there's proof. Colin just got a contact high from my pouring of my liquor. <laughs> Jeff, you should probably cut out the whole poop thing. I just... <laughs> because I feel like... I, I was going into this nice, real nice, mellow thing. And it's just like, and we're going to talk about poop. And we're going to talk about poop. We're going to talk about poop. Um, <laughs> well, now that I have my glass of wine, so now I'm okay. Yeah. 
Oh, good. What are you drinking tonight, Jeff? Mm. Well, uh, right now, because I, even though I do have a job, I still don't necessarily like to spend a crap ton of money on alcohol that'll go fast. So I'm drinking the uh, the Apothic White. Oh, nice. Because, frankly, it's $7.50, and it's actually a, a decent bottle of white wine. Like... <laughs> If you're going for something like that, yeah. You know, like, I'd hey, say so. I'd I, say so. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people, you know, obviously from, and you know this, like, from drinking whiskey and stuff like that. Like, I'm a person that will have times or certain moods where it's like, no, I would like a really nice bottle of whiskey. And now I'm, I'm the same way with the wine. It's like, I would like a really nice bottle of wine, and I will spend the money for that bottle of wine. But... For the wine that I'm going to be drinking on a regular basis, much like my whiskey, I am not going to be spending the $45 for a bottle. You know, if it's like a common occurrence or like an every night thing, it's like I will spend the $750 for that wine and then keep right. the nice wine for special occasions or when I feel like I want to have a glass of that wine. Like that's my my theory of it. So it almost sounds like an Opal brand ad. <laughs> A <laughs> little bit? A little bit. When I'm feeling wholesome. <laughs> I wish to... I, I, when I come home from a long day, I crack open a long pothic white. White. The taste of death, but whitened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm drinking the Elusive Traveler. Oh, interesting. They're, uh, or from the Traveler Beer Company, uh, the Grapefruit Shandy. Grapefruit seems to be the big thing nowadays. Is it? In beer. Yeah. This is like the third beer that I've had where it's, it has grapefruits. That's so weird. It, it's got an interesting taste, though. I don't mind it. I mean, like, okay, I understand, like, lemon shandies are good. Mm-hmm. But grapefruit has a nice tang to it. I can see that. Yep. I haven't had an actual grapefruit in forever, but yes, I gotcha. You know, and that's, it's so weird. Like, and I, seeing like the, so, okay. So this, what basically happened is like, I kind of, I, 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 I drank way too much beer <laughs> and that's why I'm drinking wine. It happens to the best. Like, I just was like, ah, I don't. I, however, like beer. Oh, yes. Well, and don't get me wrong. continue to drink it until I'm either found an alcoholic <laughs> or I die. Or the day that you become a bottle of beer. And like, I am, I'm, and don't get me wrong, like, I will go back to my beer, especially if I go out. If I go out to eat, I'll have a couple beers because I like beer when I'm out. Um, if I go to a, if, I, if I'm eating bar food, that, I want that, beer. That, that, that's like the other thing is like, I drink to socialize. Yes. Getting completely hammered or blacked out, I was never a fan of that. No, and I'm, yeah, for the record, we're both in that boat. There's been probably three times in my life where I've kind of wanted to, but that was, again, during those aforementioned, like, lower points in my life. Yes. And again, it was never like, I'm going to drink myself to death. Like, it was just like, okay. I just want to keep drinking right now. And, like, I still knew my limit. And obviously, I'm still alive and still very upbeat, and I'm not an alcoholic. Uh, so I consider myself a win. Um, but but no, like, so I, I, I yeah, I, we're in the same boat. We don't drink to get ourselves drunk. We are social drinkers. And uh, yeah, I like beer when I go out, if I get bar food. That's the best way to go. Yes, and like, like we so like um, what was it Friday night? We went to a uh, a Cajun style New Orleans type of food restaurant. 
mm-hmm. uh, for dinner. And that place, uh, like I had a mixed drink. What did I have? I had a Salzrak. Um, and then I had a, uh, a glass of red wine because I, because my meal at that point, it was just kind of like, well, a glass of wine sounds good with this particular meal. I'm not going to go to the bar a block and a half from my apartment and order a glass of wine with my cheeseburger. Cause that's weird. Good. <laughs> you could very European. Yes. <laughs> it's like, don't you want a beer? No, I would like the uh, $8 glass of wine, please. I like your finest cheeseburger. <laughs> And a Chianti, if you have it. Possibly a pin on your wall. <laughs> I trust your judgment, as you obviously are a place that serves good wine. Oh, and it's my birthday. <laughs> Bring me a fancy hat. <laughs> and a balloon. A green Just one, if you will. One balloon, though. <laughs> you bring me two balloons, I'll have to send it back. And if you can, can you tie the balloon to my wine glass? Because that would mean everyone in the restaurant will know it is my birthday. <laughs> yes. And eventually we'll have to straighten it out to tie it to my wrist so I may go home. And enjoy my balloon. <laughs> In the privacy of my own house. In the privacy of my own house. <laughs> well, that, that accent just degraded really quickly. <laughs> it started becoming... Actually, what happens with a lot of the accents? <laughs> That's true. Uh, they all kind of become... Like, especially like the southern gentlemen. <laughs> eventually, it's just like... I do decree upon this day. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. The restaurant we went to had a mint julep, and I almost ordered it. <laughs> and all I could think of was Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I do declare, I would like a mint julep, please. I could just all I could think of was you, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I could not only think I of you, Dan. Is, is uh, <laughs> the character that we came up with was Hurricane Arthur. <laughs> I hope I do not blow a breeze up your <laughs> That's why the uh, the uh, the uh, what do you want to call that? Not anth- not anthropomorphic, but uh, the humanized uh, yeah. hurricane, basically. I'm sorry that I have taken out all your shores. I hope that I did not offend any of you. <laughs> oh my goodness! A pleasant day, y'all. <laughs> I feel like I'd be on the shore going, well, that was just a really nice hurricane. Well, I don't delightful. I don't even care if he destroyed our house. He was just so polite about it. <laughs> he, meant, he left mint juleps everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I mean, he destroyed our house, but he left mint juleps for yes. us. He was so nice. Uh, our house smells like <laughs> lavender. I don't know why. <laughs> And pile of this to pile of debris. <laughs> Sparky's dead. But, uh, but you know, we expected you know. that. He was he three. Had, he had cataracts in both eyes. <laughs> and and his, he's got tumors on his liver. It's just only his time, apparently. I don't even know why we kept him alive as long as we have. It really. was just cruel. It we was. should have just taken him to the vet. <laughs> Thank you, Hurricane. What was his name? Arthur. Arthur. We appreciate you doing our dirty work. Salutations, y'all. We. (laughs) 
Yep. Oh. Yep. This is what these podcasts come into when we do more than one every six months. <laughs> Especially if I've been drinking. Uh-huh. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with this. True. I was just like, I think after the Thanksgiving episodes, uh, like, Jeff, we have to drink more when we're on the podcast. Because I think they're more fun this way. It's so much better this way. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness indeed. Yeah, and let's see well what did I this is good. This is um this is the first human interaction, really, that I've had today. <laughs> yeah. Uh because uh, all day long, cause cause okay, so the way that my job is set up, um uh, the I I am because because I'm the lead editor I'm the only editor uh, primarily in the business so generally I am always in the office I never leave there's no need to but the rest of the group or rest of the company will go out and shoot for projects and they're generally gone all day a couple days a week a month at one point just between all the projects well uh, also the graphic designer Phil is in the office and uh, but right now he's gone this week so today. It was just me. I was the only person there all day long. I will. I opened up and I closed and like we don't the phones don't ring that often. And so I sat there working on projects and to keep myself entertained, I kept vining. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw one of the videos. I made four of them today. Did you really? <laughs> yes, I did. I saw one. Um, I made one this morning when I got there. Yeah, um, which was uh, uh, me getting uh, me getting excited. That there was nobody in the office, so I blared my ridiculous music, um, which was ended up being uh, "What Is Love" by Hathaway. Because uh, <laughs> I was just nice. thinking like something loud that everybody knows, and it was gonna be like a Katy Perry song, but I'm like, nah, nah, nah let's do Hathaway because that's more fun. Because uh, <laughs> then it's old too. It's not even like a recent song. You know what should have been better? What? Oh, if I had thought about this, if this was tomorrow, I would have yes. done. Stay yes. by Lisa Lope. <laughs> uh, well, the next time everyone's gone, I'll do a second part to this vine. I'll just do it again. <laughs> just do it for me, Jeff. <laughs> just for you, Colin. <laughs> no one has to get the joke. It's <laughs> but no. So and then I did. Uh, I did the coffee because since nobody was there, I made a full. Uh, uh, a full pot of coffee that by 1030 I had drank all of. Um, so that was less than two hours. Uh, <laughs> um, so I made that vine and then uh, and then I made two with the troll because he was sitting around I and saw the one of the troll. Uh, which that one was my favorite was that the. Um, uh, um, you were editing. It's just like, <laughs> Jeff, could you turn that down? Who's operating you? I don't know. <laughs> These are the stupid little bits that pop in my head. And I'm like, oh, I can do that really quick. Actually, so short and I loved it. That idea came out. Uh, I came up with that one last night, like while in bed. I was laying there and I'm like, I could do a vine tomorrow. I could do that one. And then I forgot about doing it during the day until the afternoon where I'm like, I need like a five minute break. And I, so I quickly shot that <laughs> and then edited it together and threw it up. And I'm like, yep, I like that one. I did one more right before I went home and, uh, where it's, it's me being like, you know what, troll, I'm pretty sure that like, it's so funny. Cause I know, I almost know what you, what you're going to say each time. And then the troll just looks at me. And I'm like, what? He's like, <laughs> it's like, I am basically your hand. And then I start screaming and we cut back to the troll and it's literally yeah. just my hand that's <laughs> up in his place. I will post all of these uh, vines onto the page for this uh, 
that would be great this uh for this episode so go to the ghost tab website and find this episode and then you'll see the four vines that i made today at work at work mind you (laughs) yeah oh my goodness so that was my day so you are uh, besides through through text uh you are basically the first person that i've talked to all day so this is a nice little uh (laughs) nice little welcome back from the silence um so what have you done today colin what did you do i went to work oh uh I i'm sorry uh, <laughs> as i went to work too and i'm still I went to work <laughs> i have nothing like really exciting about my job um but uh yeah i came home i drew i drew a sticky note and oh yeah by the way i started up the whole sticky note project oh my goodness Oh my goodness! Sorry, I apologize. You guys didn't hear that. Uh, I was on Vine, yeah, and the audio started playing really loud in my ear, and I started bleeding. <laughs> ah, they're doing it again! <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay, we're yeah. we're good now. Okay, what did you okay. say? <laughs> Allow me to repeat that again. Please do because that was really freaking loud. And yeah, I I'm couldn't. sorry about that. No. Um, it's not yeah, your fault. So I started the Sticky Note Project. For yeah. those of you who don't know about the Sticky Note Project, a couple of years ago, I, I it was around my birthday. I decided to do this project where I drew on a Sticky Note okay. every day for an entire year. And what I would do is then I would stick it up on my bedroom wall so that I can actually see the progression okay. of, of all the art that I actually do. Um, which is actually kind of cool because it's like, as you go, it's just like, oh yeah, I can see that I'm getting better with stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I gave myself like certain projects like, okay, uh, this week I'm only going to draw hands and feet or just hands or just feet. Okay. And then the next project I would go like, okay, and then I'm just going to focus on portraits. And then um, later on, it just became, okay, um, Looking, let's look at um, other artists' styles and see what they do. And so I started to kind of emulate those um, drawings and those styles. Okay. And I started working on that. And then, um, and then every once in a while, I'll break into like doing a small animation, which is fantastic because I think one time I was um, like... two weeks behind and then I got like 10 days ahead just doing like an animation okay um which kind of sounds like cheating but it's really not but you're still doing it though and I think that's okay I'm still doing it it's still part of my project right and um I finished off um around January I think it was last year or two years ago actually and I was looking at it, and I kind of took, like, an entire year off. And I was looking at it, it's just like, I really want to do this again. Like, I want, not to the intent that I did, like, okay, you're going to do one every day for 365 days. Right. Or at least in this project, it was 370, because I wanted to finish that wall, and it would look weird if there was a gap. Um so then I brought it up again. It was just like, okay, I'm going to do 52 drawings, which is a representation of one drawing a week. Okay. Um, I'm doing okay, but nice. oh, I'm behind significantly. <laughs> 
but I'm doing okay. Well, with this batch, it's actually really interesting because, like, okay, now I'm drawing everything in my own style. Right. Interpreting everything in my own style and not looking at another artist's work. I can look at it for inspiration, but most of it's just like, okay, I'm making this my own. And that is actually a really interesting process because I can look at it and go, like, okay, yeah, like, this works, this doesn't. Um, I'm good with like this line structure or these posing and everything, which way, but I'm not so strong in, you know, maybe doing value changes or something like that. Okay. So yeah. Um, I did a sticky note today. Um, it was John Constantine because, <laughs> um, because I've been, uh, it didn't come out of the blue. I've been reading, um, Lindsay got when she was doing this knitting project mm-hmm. um, they did something that was um, kind of like a secret Santa kind of thing where um, they would get a certain person from this knitting group and they would send each other gifts and what she got as her gift was the first book in the Sandman um, set of graphic novels Okay, and um, she let me borrow it to read it I just finished uh, the first one and it's great um, nice. Neil, Gaiman, Neil Gaiman is a fantastic writer um, and I've known that um, seeing some of his stuff like uh, especially if you're a big fan of Doctor Who right he, did, he wrote a couple well you can tell the episodes that he wrote <laughs> um, is he one that has like an odd style or like is he very odd style um, where the one where uh, the TARDIS is personified. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. He did a lot of stuff with Matt Smith. Okay. Um, I don't know if he's coming back again for this season or not, but um, a lot of, he did like a couple Matt Smith episodes. Oh, he did Nightmare in Silver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I liked that episode. Oh, I kind of, Summer Men come back? Yeah. yeah. And it like, it, it kind of, it's, it's like, it's, uh, uh, the doctor has like almost like a split personality cause it's yeah. partially taking him over. I liked that episode. Yeah. It's a good, uh, it's a good episode, but like he wrote that one. Okay. Um, the one where the, like the TARDIS is personified. It's yep. really like you look at the sets and everything. It's like, it's really strange. But yet if you know, Neil Gaiman, it totally kind of fits him. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was reading through it, and it's it's really good. Um, it's I forget that Sandman is actually linked to the DC universe, right? Um, because it's by Vertigo Comics, which if you know Vertigo Comics, they did, did stuff like Watchmen and uh, V for Vendetta, right? Swamp Thing, I think that sounds right. Um, I will uh, correct you. Keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, like it's it's fun to read because like um one of like I think it was like the second or third chapter. Um Sandman's like getting all he's been in prison for like seventy years and then he finally gets out and he's getting all his stuff back because it was stolen from him. Mm-hmm. And um one of the objects he has to go find John Constantine. Just randomly shows up. It was just like, oh, okay. This is a story with okay. John it was, it was like an awesome storyline. And you are like you that. you you are correct, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Good. Keep going. Um, uh, that that swamp thing was part of Vertigo. Okay. Oh so yeah. I just that, I wanted to verify for anybody else listening who and yeah. that makes sense and that makes sense because there's a lot of 
uh, character interaction with uh, well he mentions he actually mentions Swamp Thing and uh, uh, Constantine mentions Swamp Thing and, so, uh, so it's almost like its oh, own little universe of characters it's, it's like a pocket of what is the DC universe right which is actually kind of cool because um, yeah it's just it's kind of like what Marvel did back in the day. Uh-huh. Like you would just um, pull in, or what they're kind of doing now is just pulling certain characters here and there. They just kind of pop in, and it's kind of cool to see all these characters come in and interact and then kind of leave, mm-hmm. do their own thing. But it makes it feel like, okay, this guy is actually in a bigger universe than he actually is. That's cool. So. See, and I would, and again, it's like that's. <sighs> Like that's what I that that's the thing that I always liked about like the stories that I wrote and I always kind of tried to like strive for and this is why I always put all my stuff in like the same world because yeah. I like that like that's why I like Lost that's why I like shows where it's it's seemingly these completely separate characters that you know can have all their own storylines and could have their own shows or their own books but in you know at some point or another they've kind of all you know crossed over or there is they are, they all have that like unified world that they yeah. live in i love stuff like that i get a huge kick out of out of that because i I feel like, well, you know, most movies outside of like the Marvel Universe movies and now what DC is doing, but most movies don't have that world. You know, Tarantino dabbles on it briefly, and obviously Kevin Smith does. Sometimes. Right. Well, like one of the, like one of the Vega brothers, you know, in Reservoir Dogs is Mm. related to John Travolta's character in Pulp Fiction. Okay. Like that, even, even that's like, okay, those are two completely different movies. That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. but like, but like Kevin Smith does it more because of the whole like Randall and Dante are, you know, and then, you know, they have all of those characters that do completely different movies, but they're all part of that same world. Yeah. Like stuff like that. I'm, I, I enjoy that sort of stuff and I get a kick out of that. And that's why that's the, that's the thing that I like the most about the Marvel movies. Um, as much as I enjoy some of the movies, I think I enjoy that, like watching to see how this connects into the other films. Yeah. You know, so again, like we were discussing with Ant-Man, like that's, I got ecstatic over Ant-Man, Ant-Man, cause it's just like, yes, yes. I love that they're connecting it to both the TV show and the movies. Like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Like that made me ecstatic. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of, I, I do really enjoy that stuff and I'm kind of doing that a little bit. Mm-hmm. With some of the comics that I've been kind of establishing here and there. I mean, it's a lot of test stuff. Oh, yeah. But, um, I mean, like, usually you just go into, like, what I would consider, like, a pitch week or a pitch month. I kind of borrowed the idea from Penny Arcade, how, how they do some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um yeah, it's just like can I just kinda, throw concepts of, out there and see yeah. which one people seem to like the most? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, it's like a, the doing the web comics is like a perfect testing ground. It's oh just yeah, like you just throw it out there, see what sticks. If people have an interest of it, you keep making more of that. If they don't like that so much, you move on. Right. Um, see, that's yeah. kind of where I'm jealous of it because, like, I love my I love writing. And it's harder to do that. Like I like I like screenwriting. It's harder to do that with screenwriting because in order for people to really be able to visualize what you write, you're going to have to produce it. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's hard to, 
to produce something right. on a weekly basis or right. you know a bi-weekly like the Trollblog. the Trollblog was tough because that was almost a weekly show for 12 episodes yeah. you know with a couple weeks skipped there but like that yeah. was tough because it was every week here's a new episode and it was being refined and we were trying new things and then luckily almost everything new we tried people seemed to enjoy so it it was it made my life a little easier because uh, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to do this new thing. Oh, nobody. Nobody likes that. OK, uh, well, that's going to completely change everything. Now we have to figure out how to write that out. Like, yeah. <laughs> at least it wasn't like that. But still, like, that's the closest I've ever come to being able to try new things like what you can do with the comics. And that's that's a little yeah. bit why I'm, I'm jealous of that, because it's like, I want to be able to do that, but oh, I can't. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> makes me hurt. Well, you know what you need to do? So, OK, so you said you started doing the the, the post it the note thing again right yeah, yeah are you posting those on tumblr no i'm not posting you should <laughs> because um, i think the, that the would be that i can do yeah lindsay's been getting after me on this too has she um i did not know that i'm just being um, legitimately serious most of them i'm afraid to do it mostly because it's just like hey i've just i didn't really copy like you don't know how kids are just like, I really like this. I'm going to draw over it. Right. But it's just like I used it. I used that exact image as more of a master study. Okay. Than anything else. And most of that, like, I'm afraid to put online just because of like copyright. And it's just like, hey, you. Have you seen is- Tumblr? <laughs> I have seen Tumblr. It is a like- whole of copyright infringement. That is all that Tumblr is. <laughs> I, I, I know, but it's just like, I'm, you know, I'm taking stuff, this, this stuff from a lot of artists that True. I really appreciate and I really like. And I don't want to seem like. Oh, I'm taking this design um, and almost turning it into my own and almost taking the credit for it, which I'm, you know, I do write on it and I say, like, this is where I got my inspiration from or this is where this is from. But I which I, I mean, just don't at want the, to put it online because somebody's going to think like like you're taking credit for their work. I feel like as long as as long as when you post the picture in the description, you know, you you you. Describe what it is, even if it's a sentence being like, you know, like studying the art style of this person or this character or this, you know, this drawer, Mm -hmm. you know, and then like original concept by that person again, Mm -hmm. you know, and just make it be very clear that if somebody of them, if one of those people ever find it, that if they don't like it, having it just to send you a message and you'll take it down. There's a lot of blogs I follow that every once in a while, probably like once, maybe every couple months, two or three months, I'll stumble across a post that had like had like a message being like like the art was taken down like the blog is still up the blog is still going and they're posting constant artworks and designs and posters and you know and and stuff that's very like what i see i see a lot of and i i kind of seek it out just because which this will also eventually get into if we talk about movies at any point um i see a lot of artwork that is in the style of drew struzan um because again that's that's the artwork I also seek out because I love that art style. Um, but like, I see a lot of artwork that's like that. And a lot of people just, they do, they stay the same thing. They're just like, Oh, you know, it's like trying my hand at recreating a uh, Drew Struzan style. And yeah, they're never as great as this Drew. Or actually some of them have been pretty damn good, pretty damn close. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, and they're still up. They're always up. And if anything, a lot of people can look at them and appreciate, you know, appreciate the attempt at trying to recreate that style because, Art's hard. 
hard. And I don't like doing it. <laughs> it is hard. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's why but, I write. <laughs> but that's but that's a reason why, well, I write too, but that's the thing. Like, I started doing this project mm-hmm. because it's it forced me to do something every day. And they're small. So you just like, you have, you know, if I got 15 minutes to a half an hour to myself mm-hmm. to draw something, I'm going to draw it on a sticky note. Right. I'm just going to take a picture of it, document it, put it up. Done. And that's, and that's, yeah. I, I think I, like I said, I feel like, I feel like the concept of what you'd be doing would overpower the, you know, any potential thought anybody might have of, Oh, well he's just copying that particular style. It's not like you're copying one person's style. Right. Which also is what, like if you were only doing, what's the guy that did, um, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, Brian. Uh, yeah. Like if that was the, if you were only copying his style for every single piece of artwork that you're doing, yeah, maybe somebody might go, well, you're just drawing like him. Maybe, but still, I don't think anybody would really care that much. I think it would just be like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I think, but I do, I really think the concept of you doing a, you know, a daily or a weekly or whatever it is blog that's just post a note post a note drawings little sketches little little concepts little designs i think that would be i think i think you i think there's a following for that i think a lot of people would follow that and would enjoy it and then who knows then it could get reblogged by somebody and then you could get like a you, you get some offers there man you know I, i'm just looking out for Maybe. you hey that's yeah. hey you know what the the doctor who posters i posted the the freaking doctor who tumblr like the official one reblogged those yeah. things so oh, wow like my concern of <laughs> of like copyright because those things could flat out be easily be copyright because those use the logos those use and which i have had more issues with with trademarked logos on yeah. on artwork than I ever have with the artwork itself. Right. But yeah, I I've I've I don't think it's because you're not making money off it, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. I really don't. And you could try it. You know what the worst that happens is if you try it and then you do get somebody that says no take it down, okay, fine. Then you shut the whole thing down. But I don't think it'll happen. Right. I think I have faith in you. I will All even right. set up the damn Tumblr for you. <laughs> no, I mean, I have, I have two Tumblr accounts, one of which I can easily do it on. It's, and just turn it into that? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it doesn't have to, and it doesn't have to be just that. No, well, no. I mean, like, if I have comics on there, I have comics that I've liked mm-hmm. or have done really well, I post it on Tumblr. Well, and my, um, yeah, and my Tumblr. should be, again, posting those every day. <laughs> it's like, mm, I'll get to it. Tumblr is also very much so like a commitment. You've got to have time for it because if. Because that's the thing. I've seen some really good artists post some stuff, mm-hmm. get a lot of good notes, get a lot of good views. But then they don't post stuff for eight, nine months, maybe right. even two years I've seen. Um, while others, people, I see them post stuff every day and then they reblog that post maybe three or four times right just to get the views well and like i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure there was a period i was trying to think because there was a period where i was heavily using my tumblr um for all my artwork and strictly my artwork that was all i was really using it for and then um and then that kind of that kind of died down a little bit and then i stopped using it for probably a good year and a half because my tumblr was the blog where i posted 
my artwork. That was what it was. And then I felt like, well, I can't, I can't just start using it for other things because that's not why some of these people have followed me. And what, like three months ago now I'm just like, no, I use it. It's my personal Tumblr, but I find like art related work or like movie poster or movie related artwork. And then primarily Charlie Chaplin, Doctor Who and classic Hollywood. Uh, right. <laughs> that tends to be what I tend to post, which I see a lot of reblogs of that. But oh yeah. yeah. But then it's like, it's like, but then you just, you get to a point where, you spend spend a couple hours one day you find a bunch of blogs you like and then you just queue up like if you're worried about ever having uh, a, a, the a concern about not having material on there to keep people around yeah. Yeah. then you just reblog and you queue up stuff yeah that's true. Or you just post a, you know, you post a whole bunch of your crap, but you just schedule it to go out. So spend two hours one day, throw like 25 of your post-it notes up as separate posts and just schedule them to go out every other day. And now you have two months worth of posts ready to go. And you don't have to, you don't have to worry about it for two months. See, that is true. This is how you're working. I've been doing it now for six months and I know how to get people to follow you. Like that's how you do it. And then you also reblog certain things and you hashtag certain things and that's how you get them. So, but the more, you know, I could write a book about doing Tumblr. Uh, I'm not going to, uh, that'd be weird. Cause in um, a month and a half, I've gained 163 followers. Oh, wow. I have seven. Yay! I had hey. freaking ten until I posted the damn Doctor Who thing. Which, two of which are you and Lindsay. <laughs> I gotta find those other five people. I'm gonna be like, hey guys, what do you what do you, what do you like about that? What do you like? What do you? Here, here's the other thing. Yeah, the, the, one of those pe- people is they followed me because of the pizza comic that I did. <laughs> I need to find out that they just liked pizza. And that's it's like that was their name. And I think there was just like an advertisement type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tumblr is weird. <laughs> this is weird. You get some very, uh, very strange. You get some weird because I know it. Hey, I again, like I know of still a bunch of my followers. The old followers I had were all like diehard Doctor Who aficionados. Yeah. Um, but then once I started like reblogging some other posts like like the classic hollywood stuff and yeah. like and movie real like movie strictly movie related or the chaplain ones then all of a sudden i found those people and like those people found me i should say and but i still have like one or two that are just like oh it's because i posted this one picture you know that now you're following excuse me like you're following me uh <laughs> and it's just kind of like oh okay well, it's actually fun because i i follow i have I follow a lot of artists on Tumblr, and that's actually what I use for inspiration mm-hmm. for this project, believe it or not. <laughs> um, and when I go through and follow them, and it's just like, I'll look at people's art, and it's just like, oh, this stuff's amazing. Right. And I'll just click it, and, th- and then it's fun. And, and a lot of like artists, I like them just because of what they were doing with certain um, cultural aspects or anything like that. How they were dealing with the art. And it's fun to watch them change their style mm-hmm. as they go through. It's just like, oh, you were doing something completely different than you were before. And that's actually a lot of fun to watch that progression. Um, but then at the same time, you're watching some people. It's just like, oh, yeah, um, I'm the creative director over at Marvel right now. <laughs> or, oh, yeah, um, I'm the storyboard artist for Pixar's next film. Right. It's like, what? How? <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. 
And they'll look, and then like after the movie comes out, there's like tons of concept art that starts flowing up. I'm like, what is? <laughs> How? <laughs> that's awesome, though. Like that's yeah. that's see, yeah. this is I, I feel like I feel like. I feel, and this is, I know, a conversation that's been had numerous times also, and I'm pretty sure we probably even discussed it at some point, but, like, this is why, like, I love nowadays compared to, like, 20 years ago, because you have more access to individuals that you would have never had access to 20 years ago you would have like in order to see that weird you know that rare concept art that never really actually sees the light of day you would have had to have waited for like the studio to release a book mm-hmm. you know but instead now you have the actual artist being like no nope, here you go mm, here you go this was just something i doodled yeah. you know and like being able to see stuff like that you would have never been able to see stuff like yeah. that 20 years ago yeah. hell not even 10 years ago like 10 years ago it would have been still kind of borderline because stuff like twitter wasn't as wide Oh, hell, was Twitter even around 10 years ago? Um, Twitter was not around 10 years ago. I didn't think I so. Think, um, think so. Nope. March 21st, 2006. Just shy of 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but no, but uh, like it's like they, that sort of thing wasn't something that you did. Like even with Facebook and MySpace, you still didn't have people like artists and directors and stuff like that posting like behind the scenes photographs or sketches or drawing or you didn't have any of that stuff going on. And now I feel like we have we have access. We have greater access to all that stuff so you can see it and you can interact with these people that you would have never been able to interact with, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, oh, which by the way reminds me, Colin. Um, I hate to say this, but you and Lindsay are officially done um, because uh, Matt Gorley has pretty much liked and favorited every tweet she sent to him. So he obviously loves her. So I think your time's done, sir. Sorry to be the one that has to break this news, but uh, yeah, I just thought I would tell you because uh, it's okay. She's probably <laughs> screaming at me right now. <laughs> Over the whole sticky note thing, we literally just had this conversation this weekend. Really, I, I yeah. apologize yeah. for rehashing it, but I, or, yeah. I was not intended. Like, yeah, we. No, well, I wouldn't say we got into a fight about it. But right. It's just like, it's, it, it ended with her saying, "You're being ridiculous," and then went back to whatever she was doing, and then proceeded to keep drinking. <laughs> Not so much drinking, just whatever. Was yeah, whatever you were doing before the shite, briny things on the iPad. <laughs> God, she's gonna kill me. <laughs> It's gonna be great. Be one of those five. This is okay. This um, I does audio I like hold up in court? Podcast. We talk about cultural stuff yep. and how much Lindsay's gonna hate me on this podcast. <laughs> Hi, honey. Well, and then when we were doing, when she and I were doing the podcast together, it was, it was. It was how much, you know, she would just yell at me for crap that I said, you know, when I saw her again that week. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, so yeah. like now at least it's just like, yep, the worst that, she, worst that she's, she's going to do is she's going to text me. Probably <laughs> listening to this in the car right now. Oh, it's yes. Probably. <laughs> Those assholes. <laughs> Those fucking assholes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She just yelled at you again for that horrible impersonation of her. Yeah. That's my job. I do the horrible impersonations, not you. <laughs> Let's stop talking about other stuff and let's talk about me. <laughs> well, this podcast. So I was just watching be- Supernatural <laughs> last week. <laughs> this podcast just became personal time with Colin and Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you listening? Uh, don't care. Uh, I realize you know what though. Like, okay, so so thinking about this right now, yeah. this is probably what will end up happening 
uh, for half the episodes uh, a year yeah. if we do these podcasts. Because it's been about a month since we did the last one. Yeah. Um, this is probably what they'll end up being. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll do one that'll end up being probably more movie heavy than another. And then the next yeah. one will probably just be more random crap. So, yeah. you know, I'll try to kind of, <laughs> you know what? No, screw it. You just have to listen and find out when we start talking about other stuff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, I suppose um, we could briefly talk about something that I do want to bring up. Stuff did happen this this past couple weeks. <laughs> That's <laughs> like true. Good things. It's kind of such like I do really want to record an episode and then all of a sudden like all these things are coming. I was like, "Oh my god. <laughs> Stuff keeps happening. What's going on?" Um what do you want to talk about first? Well, uh connecting back to what I was saying earlier about Drew Struzan. Yes. Um I'm very ecstatic that uh they let him draw the uh like teaser i don't know what you would call that that's not the official poster um it was an exclusive art piece that they did for d23 yeah um by the way like d23 yes expo um it's disney's kind of i guess you could call it like disney's press conference right it's it's like a lot like marvel and all those you know studios tend to go to uh comic-con to do all their releases and all that stuff disney just does their own thing you know (laughs) really because it's disney um yeah, so like a lot of um, Civil War stuff was shown. Oh yeah, um, a lot of the, the like extra Marvel stuff was shown. The Pixar movies that are going to be lot coming of out. Pixar movies, a lot of which is basically all sequels. <laughs> Not all of them. Toy um, Story Four, Cars Three, Finding Dory, and Incredibles Two. <laughs> I'm very excited. Oh, by the by the way, I am excited also, for all those except Coco, for Cars. Uh, Coco. I don't know if the good dinosaur was show. I think the good dinosaur. Was oh, I think there was something, wasn't there? Um, Mohana, which is a South Pacific story. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think that was it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some, it's not all sequels, Jeff. <sighs> there's some original content. Well, it's the sequels that got all the attention. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Incredibles 2, come on. I've been hearing about that for years. I'm happy it's fine. Oh, Greenlit. yes, I am excited. And you know what the thing is? is like, okay, so when The Incredibles came out, it was it was at the dawn of the next, of this current, gen, like, not even this generation, like, technically the, the like, iteration prior to this one of the of the comic book movies because it was like yeah. it was like the original Spider-Man run and the Fantastic Four run, like, those comic books. Yeah. Um, but then... Since then, obviously, the whole Marvel thing has exploded, and now the whole shared universe thing has exploded. So now it's like, well, yeah, this is the perfect time for an Incredibles movie because it's like we are in the midst of easily one of the greatest comic book movie events of history, right? Like film wise, at least. So it's like, of course, of course, this is when the Incredibles. But then the thing is, that means the Incredibles need to come out with their movie and then again prove how to make a proper comic book movie (laughs) that's not our superhero movie, not a comic book movie. Yeah. There's a difference. I think he could do it. I think they'll do it. I think he could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like big Star Wars <sighs> news. I mean, like I love that poster. That poster art is so. And okay, uh, as I've said numerous times before, I'm a huge Drew Struzan fan. Uh, one day, like my lifetime goal is to own an original piece of his. Yeah. Yeah. You, he sells them. They're really friggin' expensive, but he does sell them. But I want to own one for myself. I want one. I want one hanging on my wall. That's his original art beat. Like, that's how much I love this guy's art. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know, there's, you know, 
any of the the Star Wars special editions, the Star Wars prequels, yeah. a lot of the Indiana Jones films, Goonies, Adventures in Babysitting, Hook, um, uh, freaking uh, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, the oh, first, so. the first, uh, the first one, first two. He did the Hellboy yeah. artwork. He did. I just when you see the style, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, him. Like you know yeah. who it is. Oh, the you Back to the Future that. trilogy. All three yes. of those covers of Marty yes. and Doc, and the, those are all Drew Struzan. Like I just, I love his style. So amazing. And but, the fact that like they brought him back. Yeah, because JJ went to him. Abrams yes. went to him and said that he wanted Struzan to do the artwork for the poster. Struzan's been retired for like four years now, five years, or no, more than that. Hellboy two came out, so what, ten years, thirteen yeah. years, something like that. But I mean, um Yeah, he's been retired for a while. Because every because so. the studios and the design firm started going with just it's easier and cheaper for us to do the photoshopped floating heads than hire somebody to do an original art piece because he drew these. He didn't do them in computers. He drew them and then they took that artwork, they scanned it and they printed it off. And then they added the titles, which he actually did a lot of times too. Um, But like, like it was cheaper. So he retired. He's done like one or two little things since then, but he hasn't done much. But Abrams went to him and said, look, we're doing, you know, we got John Williams back. Harrison Ford is in it. Lawrence Kasdan's back. Like, because there's so many original people. Yeah. In the start, we it's like we need the we need who is technically synonymous with the Star Wars movies. Yes, I'm well. He did not do uh, New Hope, Empire, and Jedi in the original run. Um, the original posters, no, he did not do those. Were other people? I think Ralph McQuarrie did one of them. Um, well, that I mean that makes sense. But Ralph that's pretty, right I, again. If we're talking about ours, Ralph McQuarrie's concept art is gorgeous oh yes um some of the stuff that was actually used in the final film a lot of it which is great yep and 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 like i i said this like uh, uh ralph mccory like there is there's at least one piece of artwork i have the art of star wars books behind me i should look oh, through nice. those uh yeah, next time you come over you could gang you could look through those uh, uh <laughs> i but uh, I, I would just go to the library and read them, and I would just that's flip true. through, <laughs> just and just in awe. I just be like, "Do you want to do this type of stuff? Can this be me? I yeah. want to do this." Um, but no, like he, uh, um, uh, like there's a couple, there's there's like at least one or two Ralph McQuarrie prints that I would love mm-hmm. to own, like. I even, you know, I'm not saying original, like Drew Struzan, I want an original Ralph McCory. I will gladly do a print though. They do still sell some originals on eBay and they're like 50 bucks Oh wow! that are signed and numbered by him. He's no longer wow. alive. I'd, he is dead. He is dead, right? He is long been dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, his art, he's got a really great distinct style too. You get, again, if we're talking about like art, so you can definitely tell that like, okay, that's definitely his type of stuff. Right. Right. He, he is, he is the Drew Struzan of a different era mm-hmm. where so many people attempted to mimic his style, um, mimic the way that his posters or his artwork looked. Um, some very, very successful others, maybe not so much, but, um, you know, and 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 just you know, if, if you can draw remotely as good as as <laughs> as he could, then and, and you had something thing, going like, for I you. Would, I would look at a lot of the concept art of the later, like the prequel stuff, and there's some like really beautiful stuff. But then when you you start looking at it, it's like none of that can match up right. to Ralph McQuarrie stuff. Right. Exactly. And it's like the whole scenes itself just feels alive. Each. 
in every shot that he does. I mean, it's great. And it's curious to know like what, like what is it about? Like that'd be something, that'd be kind of some fun thing to try sometime just to try to dissect it, you know, and try to figure out like, what about it is it that makes it so good? You know, like what, what is it that works? Cause that's my, that's the biggest thing that I'm into right now. Not necessarily with art, but with movies. Um, there was a video online that I, uh, uh, oddly enough last night on Tumblr, um, oh. that I stumbled across, uh, from some guy on YouTube that was talking about how like, to to be to be a better screenwriter um a lot of people are always like oh well you have to study like good movies you have to study how good movies are written and how you know what makes a good movie good he's like in reality yes you should do that but at the same time you should also be equally studying bad movies and what makes them bad i, think I did i think i did see you post that yep. yeah yeah it, it makes sense yeah like okay you have to look at stuff and say okay what did they do wrong right because it's easier then when you understand how did this movie not how did it not work what did it not you know what didn't work with it was it the dialogue was it the way that exposition was given was it just the story is there not enough story he's like it's easier for you to see that than technically it is sometimes for you to see what makes it good so if you are able to recognize oh my god okay so the room is horrible because the dialogue is delivered poorly the acting was done okay leave acting out of it but the dialogue was written poorly it's way too much exposition clunky exposition exposition that doesn't even work half the time not enough exposition yep see there you go so when there even is exposition it doesn't work and then most of the time there's not so it's like you start you start finding that out so then when you go and you watch you know whatever like I don't want to say the Godfather necessarily Godfather is really well done by all means don't get me wrong but like you know yeah okay go when you watch the Godfather you watch that and go okay well I can see why this movie is good because so they actually explain the characters they don't rely on having to you know overhandedly deliver dialogue to go oh well this person is this person and this is why you need to know this you know like I was watching um, uh, Peaky Blinders last night mm. Because I've never seen it, hmm. um, and I'm I'm dissecting the show as I'm watching. I watched one episode, and like in the first five minutes, you know, there's there's no dialogue, but the uh, Cillian Murphy's character like rides out on a horse through the streets, and as you watch, like he's on a horse, nobody's stopping him. People are you know tipping their hat and getting out of the way. Some of them are running and hiding. Others you know are just being overly polite, and like you so immediately you're like like, and then the cops will do it too. The cops will tip their hat, you know, and call him by name so you're watching and you're like there's been no dialogue given except for his his name and you realize just visually that that means this character is well established that means people know who he is you know he's a well-known figure um that means even the police know who he is which probably means that the that you know the police are on their take or they're working with the police in some way like because it's the 1910s it's the teens so it's like no dialogue just visual so that means and you got all that information out of it and i'm sitting there going this is a well-written show like you could see that (laughs) when a bad movie would sit there and go in like oh hello there sir boy you know like i'm you know i like have a copy and like you know making some comment about like we'll make sure we look the other way or some really kind of right beating a dead horse you know a term uh you know a dialogue to just kind of convey the information you want to get across it's like no do it and do it other ways it reminds me of like those older films where it's just like johnny 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 Johnny, 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 Johnny. I think his name is Johnny. <laughs> you don't really need that. No, you don't. You don't need that. You don't. The movies that 
I I have learned to appreciate movies that tell me less through dialogue and or you know or don't again don't beat me over the head with the information but do it in a way that's creative and you still get the same point across um, I think like I know how you feel about uh, his films with Christopher Nolan actually I like how his storytelling like all of his dialogue is mostly hearsay right um, and taking Inception for example a lot of a lot of that movie and all the devices and then the certain things are told through um, Ariadne her character right right that her she is the perception of the audience correct so we get all of this information around through her. Same with um, I was watching Interstellar the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess you could say Matthew McConaughey's character is kind of that uh, persona of the audience because we're getting all of these informations and these science facts through him, or right or as as he's perceiving it as we're getting all this information. So that adds uh, certain things for it. So then you just like, you don't really have really that much time to actually question some of the methods. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, this works in a real world situation. Therefore it, I don't really need to ask any more questions. Right. And now using the, using the person, you know, using like your main character or your secondary character as the, you know, in movie personification of the audience. Um, Obviously, it's not a new technique. Like that's been around for ages and ages, oh, yeah. but it's been it's been used and done horribly mm-hmm. throughout the years yeah. because a lot of times a screen like bad screenwriters will just be like, oh, we're going to introduce a brand new character to it to follow us along and you know and just whatever. Like okay, Twister, yeah. um, uh, Bill Paxton's fiance that comes along with him. Yeah, is the personification of the audience because because yes. everybody has to explain to her what's going on between Bill and Joe and yeah. and their history and their past and what's a tornado and what's Dottie and like all this stuff and it's it's like her character is completely unnecessary, utterly useless at this point because yeah. truthfully the plot would have still worked if Bill had driven out to see Helen Hunt's character Joe and had simply acknowledged the fact that. You know, I need the paper signed because I'm getting married, you know, and like, that's it. The fiance did not need to technically be there. That could have her character could have been written out by a single line of dialogue. There's no reason. There's no reason for her to be there. Like, and the exposition could have about like the machinery or anything like that could have been told. Like, has this been thing been working? It was just like, oh, we've been trying this and this and this. Right. You can sum up. And this is all the stuff that I'm (laughs) like, again, I am not a pro writer screenwriter but i know like i'm learning a lot very quickly by studying movies and studying books and again i'm not gonna lie the top shelf podcast helped a lot you know help me understand this is true and Um, it's it's just i still grateful for doing that podcast so writing i've also discovered that as well it's Mm -hmm. just writing every day just just getting a chance i've been kind of doing it just before i uh i get up um, I get ready for work. I sit down. If I have a few minutes, I'll write. Um, if you're a young writer or just starting out or want to write or looking for something creative just to stimulate your brain, um, pick up 642 things to write about. I was trying to find this book, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, at Barnes and Noble, and I could not find it, so I might have to buy it on Amazon. 
That's interesting. Um, it's usually over by like all the sketchbooks and stuff. And that's where I was looking and I couldn't find it. So maybe just the Barnes and Noble here are just stupid. Maybe it's, it's just not there. What is the book um, called, by the way? 642 Things to Write About. Okay. I'm going to post a link to it in yes. uh, on the website for everybody yes. who wishes to purchase it right on Amazon here you go now you have no excuse not to uh, yes. not to purchase it <laughs> it is a fantastic book it's $13 kids $13 it's I'll, I'm gonna get it out right now um, it goes through it'll give you just has pages this of, is the one that you showed me right yes okay. it's got pages of small descriptions of things um, that I ask you to write about it's just this creative kind of quick fire type of thing that you could do in maybe five minutes and it's super handy and it's just it it's a good i feel like it's a good warm-up mm-hmm. for people who actually want to start writing or, or thinking about writing um and it's just a, a better way to think of it creatively like um i'll just go to a page um Okay, here's one. Uh, what is the place from your childhood that you most think about when you think about home? That's, Interesting. That's, that's cool. and that's and they want you to write that, right? Yeah, um, Which, that's that's cool because it's like yeah, in my head, like I immediately, I immediately. So what was it? Like what what place? Um, I don't. Know, I just lost it. Sorry, uh, it's okay. It was, it was like what place, what place makes you, you think of when you think about home? Okay. Yeah, and um, I and I I have it in my head, and it yeah. sounds so weird, but I know exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one be your character is swimming in the lake, not wearing her glasses. She squints at a shape coming toward her in the water. What does she think she sees? <laughs> Interesting. Um, let's see. One more. Start a story with a line. When I confront him, he denied what he denied that he ever said that. See, and it's tricky. And what, what I like about it is that they don't give you any additional directions for what you should write, mm-hmm. which means that you write the direction you want to go. Now, I know yeah. yours, at least the ones you read me, were funny. You went the yeah. you went the comedic route, which there's a couple of them that I would probably do the same thing as well. Yeah. But like but for, for, for like this one. Ones, other ones I've actually went more of a serious route. Well, see, in that last one that you just told me, the first idea that popped in my head was serious. Or it was yeah. dark. Like I went, yeah. I went a dark route, and I'm like, nope, that's what it would be. That would be the story I would tell. Oh yeah, like I mean, there was one. Uh, yeah, let me look for it. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, man jumps from the 40th story built, 40th story of a building. He's passing the 28th floor. Here's a phone ring and regrets that he jumped. Why? Oh, okay. Was this yeah. one that you wrote? Did you write was, one after that? Um, I did write one for that one. Um, because okay, so like for my test here, let me let me read you. Let me tell you my idea then. Okay. Before you read yours, because okay. I don't want your idea to like like influence mine, which is funny because this might actually be kind of a fun thing to do every once in a while on the show. Okay. This is a kind of a, just a fun challenge. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so the guy jumps off of a building, and then when he's basically halfway down, here's a phone ring inside of when one of them. he's at the 28th floor, here's a phone ring, and he immediately regrets um, jumping. What is what is his reason? Okay, so... Why he shouldn't have jumped. Obviously, I'm going to summarize it. I'm not going to actually, like, tell the story properly. Uh, 28th floor, it would have been his apartment. 
mm-hmm. uh, as he's falling past it. The again, this is and this is a little cliche, but I don't care because it's writing is the whole concept. Uh, the phone call was actually one that he was waiting from. Uh, long uh, a, a long time friend of his that he also had a, a long time I don't want to say crush because that's not like a love interest in and they had been working towards a degree or towards a point where he thought that they would actually be together and she said she would call him but she never did and she never did and she never did he never heard back from never heard back sorry and then he found out he thinks he found out something I'm motioning with my hands and I smacked my microphone oh. uh, <laughs> and then he expected her to call and call and call and it's been like weeks and he never heard back from her and then he thought that that was it and he realized he couldn't live without her so he went upstairs and he jumped and then he hears the phone ringing on the way down it's kind of a twilight zone-esque yeah. like cruel irony not a cruel irony yeah. but like that twist that it's like if he had just waited he would have got the phone call because then it is in fact her calling yeah. saying that you know she's sorry it took so long but she had to do thinking and it's yeah. she wanted to she does in fact want to get with him or be with yeah. him um so that's my story concept months close really um <laughs> i mean okay. i guess that is kind of a go-to well, I guess, thing I guess isn't I'll it? Read it i guess i'll read it okay um 27 the wind is rushing faster into my years of all the people that could have saved me from the oh oh sorry <laughs> having trouble reading I'll your own handwriting there colin <laughs> i have the worst handwriting in the world 26 <laughs> I grasp the phone in my pocket and I know it's her. 25. I look at the name. 24. Sheila. 23. Tears begin to sprout from my eyes. 22. I know I've made some mistakes. 21. And I know that sometimes I screwed things up. 20. But I always came back for you. 19. But there's now there's no way back from this. 18. Not this time. 17. Time seems to even slower now. 60. They say that life flashes before your eyes before you die. 15. Hell. Really, all these thoughts and feelings I had for you. 14. They show up first. 13. I know you've made some mistakes too. 12. Then things that make me question ourselves. 11. Flashing lights now. 10. Blue and red. 9. I forgive you for what you did. 8. And I can't see me in a world without seven. Pavement coming closer. Six. I loved you once. Five. I hope he takes care of you. Four. I hear nothing. Three. Take care. Two. If things had been different, LL, I would have liked to start over with. Nice. So there's a <laughs> there's a part of me. Now that we're all bummed out. Now we're all bummed out. There's a part of me because this is my twisted head yeah. that would have put a joke between two and one. Yeah. Honestly, well, like there's a like, and I by the way, I love the concept. I love the concept that it's a phone in his pocket. That actually yeah. makes a hell of a lot more sense. I yeah. went that he hears it as he's flying past. Yeah, you know, and then that's that, what that inspires you, him. But- it could work. I do feel like though now the cell phone in the pocket works a lot better. Like that does make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> like there is a part of me, like it's very serious that I would have done like 
when you hit when you hit two not when he hits two but when you, when he reaches two that it's like shit i left the stove on and then one <laughs> like like that last little yeah. but that's how that's that's the way my head works and then nine times out of ten i have to fight those urges to yeah. do that joke <laughs> Because it's like it's like in the moment of all of this seriousness, all of this coming to grips with the fact that he's moving on, and that you know, even though he's on, he's plummeting to his death. You know, he knows he's only got this fifteen seconds before he hits the ground, basically, and all this is happening, and his whole life flashing before his eyes. Yeah. There's still that moment in him where human nature kicks in and goes, "Shit, I forgot something." Like, like even even in the midst of all this, he is his head will that still wander away. That's, like I don't know. That's I liked yours. I liked your. Uh, I yeah. liked your your thing. Yeah, that was a good little story there. Well, now I feel like what we need to do is we need to. Oh God, I don't know. Maybe I could do that. Maybe maybe what we need to do is maybe we need to pick one of these. Yeah. For every episode, yeah. and you send me it, and then we both write our own stories, and at the end of the episode, we'll uh, oh, we'll we'll read our like, our opinions on it or our our views or our take on the story. Okay. Well, you know. I'll do a quick one, just not to bum every <laughs> bum everyone out on that one. Um, do a semi do one where somebody doesn't die, or at I least got, if they die, I've it's funny. Three. I've got three, <laughs> but they're in one one big chunk. Okay. Um, okay. And this is one I just did recently. Um, the president's personal to-do list. <laughs> Number one, try not to repeat yourself today. <laughs> Two, three, and four are blank. <laughs> okay. The general manager of the New York Yankees personal to-do list. Number one, try not to pee yourself today. <laughs> Two, three, and four are blank. <laughs> Okay. Oh a goodness! Hollywood agents personal to do list. Number one, try not to pee yourself today. <laughs> Numbers two, three, and four are blank. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. Yeah. I will take it. That's yeah, still a good. That's good. I like oh. that. That's good. Yeah, and I think that's well just done. a great book. Also, there is, and if you are an artist, there is a similar book. Um, it's called uh, 642 Things to Draw, which is basically the same it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Tell you to draw certain things, and then you ask you to draw certain things, and you draw them. And I've noticed um, that when I was looking for the, the book version to post, I did notice that there is also a young adult version of this book uh, geared towards, obviously, younger children if you uh you know or younger adult but which i would assume would be different topics because i feel like this book would be a little more geared towards adults writing is kind of what it sounds like to me yeah. um but uh so yeah there is the uh there 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 is a young adult version of it just uh for those of you out there who might be curious and may not be of a certain particular age granted the young adult one might be kind of fun to just you know mess with even as an adult just to see like you know can you try to think as a different age yeah because that is also half the half the issue when it comes to writing is that there's no exact the battle you got to know who your audience is man uh but uh, you know yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> maybe your audience is a very polite southern hurricane you don't know. You have to write for them. Or maybe <laughs> Or maybe George Lucas. You don't know. Pretty much though, if your audience is George Lucas, you're screwed. 
uh actually no you're not you pretty much have the easiest job in the world because that man will just pretty much accept anything so um (laughs) got all this way before we started swearing (laughs) what are you doing here Uh, sort of best all my life (laughs) george just hold on just hang out in the corner right strange magic <laughs> do you do, do you think if george lucas ever wrote an autobiography that he would uh re-release it every few years with new chapters <laughs> yeah and like rewritten dialogue and rewritten yeah, I can, sections I can see that it's just like he's doing the interview and there's a dude back in the background just hanging out <laughs> it's like wait a minute wait a minute george on your original autobiography you specifically stated you know in, in chapter six there was no mentioning of uh, of these four hot rods but now you're there's a whole passage where you describe the hot rod and how yeah. but it has nothing to do with the plot of your yeah, autobiography my hot rods are pretty amazing <laughs> I run them every day. Fantastic piece of Take my dog Indiana. It's like, but wait, you never had a dog Indiana. Dog Indiana. You, you, you never, you never had one. Where, where is this coming from, George? What, George? George, you, you, you do not have a dog named Indiana. Yes, I do. Well, where was it the first time that you wrote the book? You never mentioned a dog named Indiana before. <laughs> that's exactly what it would be george lucas's autobiography would be a special edition every like five years yes. where he would change parts yes. of it every time hell that might be a fun book to fake <laughs> oh oh do you think i could be do you think i can be a um uh, do you think i could write his biography you should ghostwrite his biography under the pretense that every few years we will re-release it re-release and we'll change yes. it Yes. I'm so okay with that. That might just be kind of a fun book in general. It doesn't even necessarily have to be George Lucas's book, or like biography. Right. Like why, like why couldn't you like that'd be part of the fun, much like that, that S the book S by Abrams that I have, yeah. like kind of like that book where there's like an audience interaction yeah. or a reader interaction with it. Why couldn't there be a book, some sort of book that every few years you do purposely change and you change enough of it that it actually changes the story. Yes. <laughs> and so then it becomes this like, well, it actually it'd be smart for publishers because at this point now there's multiple versions of this book that have to get made that people will have to buy because after a while people will start going, wait a minute, this is different. This is Wait a, a minute! Different edition than this, I had before. Exactly, and it actually is a physically different book in spots. It's like I need to read this. Like I need to buy this version, and then which version? You know, there's eight versions of this same book, but they're all different variations of the story. Yep. It's like you have to start collecting them. Yep. See, this is a genius idea. And then you genius. you release it like you release the changes like every four years or so, four to five years to give it just enough time for the hype to kind of start to die down again, die down, but also yeah. give you enough time to figure out how you're going to change the story. Right. <laughs> That's brilliant. That would be an awesome idea. I like this idea. Um, yeah, I like that idea. Um, will it be JJ or will it be Brian Williams? <laughs> biography <laughs> it could be could it be? <laughs> actually actually i feel like the story would almost work best as a uh, as a fake biography yeah you know and make up a character make up a character that yeah. 
that you know it's a fake biography i i feel like it'd be like a spoils of babylon type of thing okay okay where it's just it's so made up that it's like (laughs) this can't be real right but there's just enough like kind of real parts about it that makes people kind of go well okay maybe it is real like (laughs) you know or something like that you know like just enough just enough there for people to question it (laughs) oh that might be kind of an interesting book yeah hmm well now i got some thinking i gotta do (laughs) yeah well colin we've been going for about an hour and a half or so right now um I know we didn't really talk about much when it came to films and all that stuff in this episode. Do you, you want to hold on to it in the next episode? Do just a full movie episode? Yeah, we can do a full movie episode. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there's like Rogue One stuff and 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 Hateful Eight stuff, but I feel like we can save that when we have more information about it. That's true. Because a lot of that stuff just came out, so a it would just lot be... Of that stuff just came out, and it's just like, we have a picture! <laughs> It's like, yeah, this looks awesome, but I know well, the plot. <laughs> and that's about that's it. About it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, I, I will say this real quick, you know, I'm not going to detail about it, but um, having since now watched Django, mm-hmm. I am, I am legit excited for the hateful eight. I, yeah. When I saw that trailer, I'm pretty sure I watched it like five or six. Yeah. Times. I'm <laughs> excited for that. Oh, God me. bless you, sir. Thank you. I was um, trying to get away from the microphone. Or science, that. whatever your belief is. Oh, yeah. Science. <laughs> may science shine a down upon you. What? What does that mean? I don't I don't understand. What are you talking about? Um, Albert Einstein, <laughs> if you grant wisdom upon your adventures across the plains of science. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, no, we will... Um, may Hurricane Arthur... <laughs> may Hurricane Arthur bless may upon Hurricane you... Arthur, bless upon you in ever amount abundance of mint juleps. Junipers and mint juleps upon your arrival in the heaven. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my goodness, I well... be whistling Dixie <laughs> upon your grave. This is the part of the episode where things just get weird, and uh, (laughs) we don't know how it gets weird. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose when it started with with uh, you reciting singing Lisa, (laughs) I was getting into Lisa Loeb lyrics. The audience should it would it's like Birdman. You should have figured out this movie's weird from the start, (laughs) from the get go. Yeah. Lisa Lowe from the, the get-go, the episode's the, weird. The name of the podcast is Super Happy Fun Drive. <laughs> this guy. is true. Which, and then ironically, as I said before, we do random episodes that have moments of seriousness and kind of sad talking, but good. It's like... It's like every other episode of Community. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, oh, my goodness. Which, by the way, you guys are not watching Rick and Morty. What is wrong with I you? gotta watch Rick and Morty. Such a good show. I know. I... Season's on Hulu. I'm sure the second season will be on Hulu once uh, the series finishes. But check it out. 
the the game review guy uh, from Britain that I've watched for, geez, now like five years. He loves Rick and Morty, and he talks about whenever he gets it. Well, doesn't talk about it, but he just mentions. He does the exact same thing. He's like, if you're not watching Rick and Morty, you really should be watching Rick and Morty. So it's like, it's like okay, it's, it's by Dan Harmon, like he co-written it with uh, somebody else. Right. His name escapes me right now. Who is also the artist, like the lead artist on the project. Uh, Justin Roiland. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, that is correct. Um, it's, it's a great show. It's basically if uh, Doc Brown was yep. your drunk grandfather <laughs> and took you around on space and time dimension adventures. Yeah, that sounds Mixed pretty damn good. With, uh, family uh, dysfunctional plots. <laughs> Fine, you've sold me. Okay, I will yeah. watch the damn show. <laughs> I will watch the show. I'll find a way to watch it. Um, um, let's see. Uh, Hulu has first <laughs> season, um, and then. Uh, if you miss it on Adult Swim, which uh, every Sunday at ten thirty, okay, I think. whatever your time zone is, um, check your local check your local listings, kids. Bill in it, um, <laughs> but then the next day they release it online for I think a couple days. Okay, so and that's how I've been. Touching it, so. I will watch it. Just watch. Yeah. No, I've been meaning to. I just trying to watch so many different shows at the same time, and it's yeah. so tough. Like <laughs> it's a half an hour, Jeff. Just like after this podcast, just watch the most recent episode. It is a half an hour, but besides this podcast, <laughs> besides this podcast and the YouTube Minecraft series I'm doing, yeah. called Bit by Block. It's on the BitLife Show channel if you guys want to find it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And writing that I'm trying to do, and I'm trying to watch do puzzles, and I'm watching. 30 Rock, which by the way, I'm halfway through the fourth season because um, I love 30 Rock. 30 Rock is awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's like I'm trying to like I'm trying to like figure out a schedule for myself for when I watch and when, when I do what. So that way I do everything that I want to do, but like I don't obviously have enough time to do it every single day. Right. You know, so um it's it's just it's that balance of just trying to find the time to do everything right. <laughs> without just keeling over uh <laughs> just being like nope can't do it all sorry guys i'm just gonna go here and sleep for the rest of my life but in uh, hibernation in hibernation sickness it'll hibernation sickness. it'll wear off over time <laughs> that's right <laughs> Sounded a little bit like Nick Nolte. <laughs> sounds like how most of like my grumpy old man characters sound like. Oh my goodness! Just that. It's, uh, it's just grunts and garbles. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was watching American Broadchurch. That was yeah. like the only reason why I was watching. I'm sorry, Grace Point. Thank I, you. I, for the longest time, I was calling it American Broadchurch. <laughs> I would try to look it up on a, I think I legitimately typed in American, American Broadchurch. Broadchurch. Oh. Like, what is the name of that show? I can't uh, believe you watched as much as much of Roger or Grace Point as you did. Got halfway. 
Because seriously, I am so, so I glad. Just, I gave up. I'm like, I, this seems stupid. And then I watched Broadchurch and I loved it. Yep. I was going to say, I am. I I'm, got my parents hooked on it because it's like I came home one day and I was just like, I heard a lot of screaming. And I was like, <laughs> what are they watching? And all I heard is, he's a goddamn pedophile. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're on that episode. Okay. Like, oh, Oh my goodness. I love I love Broadchurch. I'm so glad I watched it in the order that I I'm glad I watched the American sorry, I'm glad I watched Broadchurch and not um uh, Grace. not Grace Point. Like I'm glad I watched Broadchurch first because then I seriously did I couldn't I could not make it more than what te- five, ten minutes into Grace Point before I just went, No, I can't do this. This is horrible. Because that's one of those cases where I'm watching it going, Oh my god, the acting in the American version is terrible like this is horrendous why is this even on like i like like i'm like oh my god the acting is bad what are they doing what there's no emotion to these people i don't it never once felt to me like that was their child like that the the parents did not act like they had lost a child they acted like they were trying to act like they lost a child oh yes the dad had absolutely no emotion he was kind of supposed to be like the strong father figure. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'm watching him. Like, do you, I was like the first time I watched it. It's like, I think he's the murderer. <laughs> it's like, I think that's what happened. Like, I'm pretty sure that he's, uh, I'm convinced that he has no emotion. <laughs> he's all dead inside. <laughs> Your son's dead. Oh, oh no. that kind of sucks. That's too bad. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Almost go grab a beer. Yeah, it almost felt more like a general annoyance that his son was dead than an actual like, no, dude, your son is dead. Oh my god, my child is gone. Like that. Yeah, it was just more of a. Oh, okay, yeah. That sucks. We better find the killer. Hmm. No, well, we'll do that afterwards. I'll do that later. Like it just—it felt like yeah, that sucks. It felt like half-assed. Yeah, it's like, well, now what are we gonna do? You know, it's just. Like <laughs> but yeah. So, either way, either way, I, 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 anybody out there? Again, I know we talked about Broadchurch before and Grace Point, but anybody out there who has not watched Broadchurch or maybe has only watched Grace Point and not Broadchurch, do yourself a favor and watch Broadchurch. I got my parents because. My mom watched Grace Point all the way through, mm-hmm. and she really liked Grace Point. I was just like, "No, watch." Broad. I like I can I convinced them to like watch Broad Shirts, and then the, like the next time I saw it, it was just like, it "Was like, oh, eh? Broad Shirts?" I was like, "Oh my god, it's so much better." Like like Grace Point felt like the like uh, what like the Spark Notes version. Of Broadchurch. It's like, well, this is kind of what happened in it, but you know, if you don't want any of the emotion, don't you know, don't want to like kill the time with all the emotion and all that stuff, just just watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh there's murder someone you know what let me just give you the cliff notes. Right. Your son's dead. Yeah. We're gonna go find him. There's like six suspects in this entire town. I know Nick Nolte didn't do it, but <laughs> he's like, it's like he's too obvious of a character for him to be the reason. <laughs> Oh 
one. <laughs> it's pretty much the episode right there. Uh, like, like half the time, I'm also convinced. Like, did Nick Nolte do it? <laughs> and he, you know what the truth is? Did he's he, the town creeper. I did, mean, did he say that he did it, but we just didn't understand him because it's Nick Nolte? Like, was he like in the first episode going, "I killed your boy. We're gonna do the damn thing I said because I'm the Hulk." Let's just remember like the. Um, the Oscars a couple of years ago where uh, Billy Crystal was hosting and he does that. Bit. There's this usual bit like I can, you know, I can look at any member of the audience. I can tell exactly what they're thinking. And it goes around like, um, like Charlize Theron. It's like Miss, Mrs. Billy Crystal. <laughs> and, then, and, then and then it like cuts to Nick Nolde. It's just, That is awesome. And it's like he's just sitting there laughing, but it was like we all know that's actually really what he's thinking. <laughs> um. Uh. Hey, look at that. Uh, that was in the 2000 Oscars, yeah. and I will be posting the link to this video <laughs> on the website because <laughs> I already found the clip. <laughs> oh my god! So this will be on the website also for you guys. <laughs> this is why I started doing this during the podcast because then I don't have to go back through the episode and try to remember yeah. all the stuff that I was going to post. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, I'll send Jeff a couple of pictures and post-it notes. So hashtag post-it notes. Yes, is that the hashtag? Yeah. All right. Post, post no. Imagine post <laughs> It's up to you guys as to where Colin posts these. Uh, make sure that you vote now. Find out if I live. <laughs> Find out if I live right after this. Oh, my goodness. All right, Colin. Well, I think with that, um, as we've, we're, we're reaching an hour 45, yeah. we should probably wrap up the episode uh, just to save the people from at home listening. Uh, Stay. Stay. <laughs> no. <laughs> running to anywhere and anywhere i don't understand if you really care a little hit negative no 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 bad <laughs> colin so the turn of the radio on <laughs> I'm, I'm done colin colin you and me we come from different worlds i mean you like to laugh at me I look at other girls, but sometimes you're crazy and you wonder why I am such a baby because the dolphins, they make me cry. Okay. Well, there's nothing that I can do because I have been looking for a girl like you. You. I mean, you look at me and you got nothing left to say. I, I'm going to pout at you until I get my way. I won't dance. You won't sing. I just want to love you, but you, you won't take my ring. You want to wear my ring. Mm. Well, there's nothing I can do. I only want to be with you. You can call me your fool, but I only want to be with you. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good ending. Yeah. <laughs>This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending.